you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, I'm Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Um... <laughs> Um, it was all right. Mm-hmm. A little bit calmer. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to my. I was gonna say, when does your holiday break start? I got like a week and a half. Okay, okay. So it starts like the a couple of days before Christmas. Yeah, gotcha. and then I don't come back to like mid the first week. So mm-hmm. I took some in the beginning and after. Right. So it's um. I just, I'm used to it being a lot more quiet, mm-hmm. and this time around, it is not. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm still, like, working, working. Mm. But it's fine. It is what it is. Mm. I'm happy to be employed. Mm. Um, so I'm just looking forward. It's like a countdown is on. The one thing I do say, like, this week, my department had a holiday party, mm-hmm. and it was a virtual sip and chat. Yeah, ours is next. This I, um have never been that intoxicated with <laughs> like supervisors That's ever. Funny. Oh no, I've been drunk. Ah, girl of things, them sangria thingies was sneaking up on me. <laughs> and um and the good thing is like we were all drinking, so it's not like it was just me, but I was like, my goodness, <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever been that intoxicated in front of like bosses. Mm-hmm. And then like they're cool, so it's not like I was afraid, but I yeah. was like Girl, you was drinking, drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been literally drunk with my supervisor before, so that was that was pretty much my first time. <laughs> Probably won't be the last, right? But, um, yeah. So yeah, it was week was cool. Weekend mm-hmm. was all right. I just want my break. <laughs> That's it. Gotcha. Um, my week was cool. It wasn't too busy. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember my week. Um, but I did have, I think I had a lot of meetings because I'm behind on my, all my podcasts. Um, but it was good. And it's getting, it's continuing to, to get lighter as we get closer to the holidays. So, like, this coming week is relatively light. So, I'm ready to be off. I'm I'm just off the week between Christmas and New Year's. I don't have a, a good break, but I'm still looking forward um, to that time kind of in the house, I'll probably go through my closet and get rid of everything <laughs> that week. Um, everything? I can't fit nothing. Popping. <laughs> I guess. But, um, so yeah, that's, that's been my week, but what's happening in the media? Well, I'm going to start off with some condolences. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tommy Tiny Lister. Mm-hmm. Passed away. He was Debo. Yes, I was about to say in, that's how most people right in the Friday series. And then we have oh, this one really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Natalie, I'm sorry, I don't remember her last name. I'm looking at my notes. What is her last name? I feel bad, but I know her first De- name. Desell. Natalie Desell. She has passed away. Mm-hmm. Colon cancer. Yeah, she was 53. Loved her. Babs is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also in Cinderella, which I watched it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was on the sitcom Eve. She was in some Medea films. So she's she's done a lot. Yeah, and she just got a degree in film because she planned to do more kind of behind the camera. And I know that at one point she was in talks of doing like Babs Broadway. Oh, that would have been so nice. I just ugh. yeah. Just unfortunate. So sending condolences to, you know, their families and friends and supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typically say death comes in three, but I didn't hear about another. Um, there was a celebrity or a black country figure. singer that passed. Okay. Yesterday. Okay. Um, he's relatively well known. Um, and actually, let me pull up his name so we can. respect him charlie pride okay um he was 86 he passed away from covid um but yeah he was a very popular country 
you know, and that's country singer, and that ain't easy for us black folk. Even though <laughs> we pretty much invented it, but that's right, a, right, that's right, another right, conversation right. Um, later. Yeah, so he passed away yesterday, um, and y'all know we record on Sunday, so. <sighs> well, sending condolences to his family and friends and supporters as well. Um, moving to the next story. Yes. Last night, <laughs> we was already. All of us. Already. Okay? <laughs> Drinks prepared, food prepared. <laughs> Literally. Working their day schedule around sitting down <laughs> at 8 o'clock, yep. if you're on the East Coast, mm-hmm. to watch this Keisha Cole and Ashanti versus just to find out very last minute mm-hmm. that ain't gonna be no versus. Ashanti has tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so this is what she's saying that after her trip, because she was out of the country, mm-hmm. she was home quarantining, and a family member stopped by, and they, like, hugged, and they didn't know, he didn't, um, the cousin didn't know they had it, obviously, mm-hmm. and she tested positive. So, here's a few things I'll say. Look, things happen, people get COVID, but I will say, if you are quarantining, you don't have people in your space. That's the opposite of quarantine. I don't understand why you thought it was a good idea for your cousin to stop by. Right. And not necessarily because of what they could bring to you, but what you could give to them because you were traveling. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of felt weird. I'm like, the whole, when you're quarantining after a trip or if you feel like you've been exposed, you're not supposed to be engaging with other people. Right. So yeah, <laughs> so they ended up. Her and Keisha Cole were on verse. Uh, were on like Instagram live for a little bit, but a lot of people was like, "Why not go back to what it really was?" Mm-hmm. And now we have to wait. It's production. Like the pandemic is as worse as it's ever been. Even mm-hmm. though people don't act like it, it really is, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just felt like y'all making people wait. We are we already in a panorama. <laughs> I don't feel like we should have had to wait. They should have just did it. Yeah. But now they have. We ain't going to see it till 2021. January 9th. But now they have sponsors and yeah. they've made deals. And now it's money and capitalism at best. Yes. And so we have to wait till January 9th. Um, but there is going to be one December 19th with E40 and Too Short. Oh, I didn't even see that. Just, okay. just came out. Okay. Hot off the presses. <laughs> um, so that's going to be... I like that. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. So that's December nineteenth. Who are you picking? I don't know. I, know. I it's hard. I actually have to like. I'm gonna have to like sit with some music for a minute because yeah. like I don't know. They have hits. Definitely good like party I might music. Be ro- I think I'm rocking with E40. I don't know. I feel like I gotta. I, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm with E40. I'm sure someone will be like, but too short got this, this, and this, and I'll be like, okay, okay, my bad. But, um, yeah, as of right now, I think I'm going with E-40. I don't know. I feel like I just, I feel like I need to, like, look at there. Because, like, I need to hear the music. Because sometimes you don't think about it. And then when you start, like, getting into the music, you're like, oh, okay. I feel like I need that type of moment. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited for it. That would be a nice workout. Be twerking in my living room. (laughs) Um, So that's the next one. So at first I was like, so we're not going to have another versus between that, you know, January 9th for the new one. Right. But the new one's on Saturday, December 19th. Thanks again for doing it on a Saturday. Yeah. Because y'all don't start on time. <laughs> right. So on weeknights, y'all be having us. Okay. Out here all late. Thank you. And even though I ain't going nowhere in the morning, I still got to work. <laughs> right. I still have to somewhat be present. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. So, that's that. Okay, moving forward, I wanted to talk about the Red uh, red Table Talk. Mm-hmm. So, they had Olivia Jade on the show. Mm-hmm. And if you do not know who she is, she was the kid that her <laughs> parent... She was a kid that Aunt Becky and um, that Aunt Becky was paying the school for her. Right. For one of them. Right. And well, so, for both of well, them, honestly. All the kids. But, the yeah, kids. Yeah. But, but she was more popular because she's like an influencer. She's an influencer or whatever. So she, and I like 
this part of the red table where they kind of did some background before just giving us the interview. So yeah. she called them mm-hmm. to want to set up this Which interview. Which I thought was interesting because I'm like, them of all people? Well, I want to get to Good Gammy. Good Morning America would have took her. No, but I want to get to Gammy. Because oh, yeah, Gammy wasn't here for it. And, and I was, I was, I was with Gammy. Yeah. I think a lot of people with Gammy, and even Jada said she was like, a lot of people won't be happy with us. Yeah. So Gammy made valid points of just saying, so you have this white girl <laughs> who is on some sort of redemption tour where she was gonna get it anyway, mm-hmm. seeking out this space with these black women mm-hmm. to come and say sorry and some sort of half-baked explanation Mm -hmm. and putting us in this space to basically extend again. Mm -hmm. And we know that overall, white people don't extend to us. Right. And so now, this person who, at the end of the day, was always going to be okay and is okay currently. And so, Aunt Becky... All of them will be just fine. I mean, all back and she only spent the 60 days, right? Right. She'll and be she'll just get fine. 45 for good behavior. Right. And she'll be fine and she'll write a book about it. <laughs> right. And she'll go on her own redemption tour. Yeah. And then next Christmas, she'll be in Hallmark movies. She'll be just <laughs> fine, too. Yeah. And so, Gang was like, I didn't like it. I fought tooth and nail. I did not watch the whole interview, but I saw... I watched ex- the whole thing. Okay, well then, what you thought? Because I can tell you based on my extended clip thoughts, but you mm-hmm. saw the whole thing. What were your thoughts about it? I don't think she gave us anything that we didn't different know. that we didn't already know. The only Basically, the only new thing she told us is that she realizes her privilege better now. <laughs> Just like a... <laughs> and, a child. you know, she's trying... Now that she realizes her privilege, she realizes... The things that people do and say around her that don't realize their privilege. That's basically, and like, she know, she doing community service, blah, blah, But that was it. I'm like, okay, good that you realize it, but that's nice. Like, I just, I just I, that's all I got from it. People could have gotten more from it, but that was about it. Do you feel like they could have had more pointed questions? No, because I don't think she needs to be there. <laughs> For real. Like, what? I just what is don't... that to talk about? What is that to really talk about? That we haven't read about. We know what happened. I don't think there's anything else that she could have said. So, nothing against her. But I just don't think there was enough to have conversation about. It's like, oh, okay, you realize your privilege. You trying to do better now. Good for you. You trying to make sure your friends do better now because I'm sure they're all rich too. Good for them. That's what I got from it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving forward, I want to talk a little bit about the vaccine. So the Pfizer vaccine has been FDA approved. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to say is this. Whatever you want to do in regards to the vaccine, do. Right. But I encourage everyone to make sure that they're basing their opinions off of fact and not fiction. Mm -hmm. There's already a lot of information out there, a lot of false information out there. And I think no matter what, you know, get educated on what is going on, what it is, you know, success rate, get all that, Mm -hmm. and you make your decisions for that. At this point in time, us average folk, are not getting in. Well, not. It is yeah. being used in emergency cases. And I know that in part of some of the first rollouts will be to healthcare um, providers and workers, nurses, doctors, people in that space first. Right. Before. So I do think the more average body person mm-hmm. will be last. Mm-hmm. So um, you have time to figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens when... It's kind of shipped out worldwide. We'll see what is required for traveling. We'll see how yeah. it shakes up because it's still early and that hasn't been clearly, that hasn't been cleared yet. That yeah, hasn't it hasn't been, been defined. hasn't been defined or what it means. we don't even know how the vaccine is going to do with the first people that are getting it. Correct. So. And so all I'm going to say is to just make sure you're up to what is fact. Do what it feels comfortable for you. I'm not team vaccine. I'm not not 
not vaccine either. Y'all know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I ain't for either or. Overall, I'm not someone who's against vaccines. Obviously, I've taken them for my entire life. I don't. But I respect people who don't want to because mm-hmm. that's your business. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like with everything, whatever the consequences are of taking it or not taking it, you have to decide for yourself. And I think that's where my position is. is like if you're going to be against them, then also realize the other precautions that you need to put in place. Correct. Um, because at this point, and we don't know if it will be, um, at this point... You know, everybody is not taking it. Everybody don't have the access to take it. So Correct. it's not like the flu where it's like, oh, you don't take it and you be all right. Like, it is different. It's new. It, and so I can understand the arguments for both sides. Trust me. Um, but as someone that don't want to take it no time soon, uh, I'm also going to be responsible and stay my behind in the house, wear my mask. Like, you know, I'm not in the streets. If you in the streets... Then you need to be rolling up that sleeve and get done up. That's my opinion on it. Yeah. And I also think, stop fucking running the streets. I'm going to just well, put that out yeah. there too. <laughs> um, look, and I'm not saying this again for people who are working. Yeah. This is for people who just voluntarily not, not go to Outback. Right. Please. <laughs> Outback. Cannot eat Waffles with chicken tenders with a mimosa. Because that's what restaurants be serving. But you can get that stuff to go. I agree, but they got to be there. Because I've gotten there, it to go. As like, have I. Like, but they feel like they got to be there to eat the chicken tenders Because I was waffles. able to have chicken and waffles for the first time <laughs> since forever. Oh, I keep forgetting you're eating chicken now. It's so <laughs> disturbing to me that you eat chicken, even though I eat chicken like every day. Right. For some reason, you eating it is disturbing. <laughs> Okay, so the next thing is, look, y'all, I had no idea who Anne Marie is, but I wanted to talk about it because I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, who is this girl? Now, someone first, someone tweeted something that made me think it was, uh, uh, um, what's her face? Um, uh, what's her face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. She sings. Go ahead and sing it. I don't know. She sings that song. Girl. It's just one thing. It's just one thing. A Marie. Girl, they had me thinking it was Woo! her. <laughs> Couldn't think of it. They had me thinking it was her. I said, who's she shoot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old, y'all. Jesus. Anne Marie and A Marie. Girl, I, I was confused. <laughs> okay, so she shot someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then I hear it's an accident. That it wasn't, it wasn't on purpose. Mm-hmm. But I bring this up because the reason why I piqued my attention because everyone was like, "Oh, here we go again." Yeah. So, um, why is her, this not getting the most attention? The tour, right? Because so, people don't even know who the girl is. Uh, so it's just to speak about that because I saw people I follow tweeting that. And I'm like, look, I already almost unfollowed y'all with the Tory stuff. Right. And now you really about to have me double down on almost unfollowing y'all asses. Right. But you can't compare somebody that we don't even know who this girl is. Like, I understand she might be known by some of y'all. Get it? Cool. And Tor- but she is right. not as well known as Tory. And so let's the fact be clear, that she's not getting as much hate as Tory is just that. But let's also be clear. Why is Tory in the limelight? Because he shot... One of the biggest, like, mm-hmm. populist artists right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She shot her man that we don't know. I, so, you know, cause my bad for not picking up on it. <laughs> but I wanted to say that to say... Because I didn't even know she was a singer and I read about the story. Me either. I didn't have no idea. And then I thought it was Child. the wrong person, y'all. So what I wanted to say to all this is, if she shot him, that's not okay either. Right. So who's ever capping for her saying... She did what she had to do. No, that's mm-hmm. not okay either. That's not okay. And what Tori did ain't okay. Ain't okay. Period. And 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 that's another thing. Just because someone is not getting as much hate, don't make that any more right. Correct. Like, I'm sorry. You want us to hate more? My bad. <laughs> like you want me? Like what you want me to do? And so I just, cause it, that really bothered me, cause I saw people, two people I know tweet that, and I was, just, and I almost responded to them, 
but I held my Twitter fingers. Sometimes you gotta, because, like, sometimes it's not worth it. Yeah. But I definitely saw that it made me want to bring up the story, because yeah. I was like, I wasn't familiar with who she was, but I wanted to be like, look, are there some women who probably be like, she did what she had to do? Sure, but, like, that's not the right mindset. Yeah. That's not something that should be... If someone like, cheats on you, you leave. You don't be shooting people. Like, that's... Because what's that... What is what's that, that going to do? do? It's not going to take back the fact that they cheated. Come on now. They still just as trash. And now you trash because you shooting them. And going to jail. Right. So, I don't... So I agree. How, so. how does this make it any better, boo? Because you ain't even... Never mind. Say it, girl. You ain't even stage it properly. <laughs> like, if you want... But that's my thing. If you want to try to stage it like it was an accident, don't shoot twice, you dodo head. Like, what? I just... <laughs> On the next episode of How to Get Away with Murder... <laughs> That's what I want to say. Sydney will walk us through how to take your man out. <laughs> That's what I want to say, because I don't, I don't condone shooting anyone. But I just think it's super stupid... But if you're going to do, do it... And, and be and set yourself up by not doing it right. Basically, if you're going to do it, do it right. That's like robbing a bank with uh, regular stockings on your face. You stupid. Like, <laughs> just, it just don't make sense to me. So, Sydney's saying, <laughs> if you're going to shoot your lover, <laughs> no, <laughs> make sure you do it right. Make sure you don't do what she did. <sighs> yeah. Did I get that right? No, that's. I'm saying don't shoot anyone. Be smart in all of your actions, not just your crime planning actions. <laughs> now we get what you were saying. <laughs> Anything else you come across? Any, any what's the scuttlebutt? No, nah, I mean we're getting powers on the twenty first, but that's it. Super excited. Can't wait to figure out what my Negro powers Same. are. Same. Um I I have some thoughts. <laughs> so I have no idea what I want it to be. Yeah, I can't wait. But you know, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have anything else. Though, Negro powers activate. <laughs> Dude. Well, um, apparently we're the only ones getting it. Yeah, which. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I said Negro powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Moving forward to Bravo moment. Um, lots going on. We got to the season finale of Housewives of Potomac. That is where I will start. Okay. <laughs> the season finale was a lot. Mm-hmm. So we'll start off with this. The episode kind of starts off with Monique. She's in therapy. And she shares, and part of what they talked about is her childhood stuff and how she doesn't like to feel excluded. And how present day with the women kind of excluding her because of the fight, it is making her feel some things. Mm-hmm. And so, one I could say is, a lot of people, like, on Twitter was like, oh, so Monique wants to be in therapy. Here's the thing. If Candace is in therapy over it, mm-hmm. certainly Monique can. Like, mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> both of them can be. I just yeah. kind of felt like, even if she was the aggressor, and we know that she was, she could be in therapy, too. So, yeah. I just, I just want to first say, she could be in therapy, if, too. If, if nothing else, the aggressor need to be in therapy more. Correct. And figure out what that's for so and they, how to they stop can make it. sure they don't cause trauma for more people. Correct. Yeah. So, following up from the last episode, as we know, Candace was feeling like Karen was trying to set her up mm-hmm. with telling her to come at certain times. Um, also, in the beginning of the episode... Karen debunks that with, they show, like, screenshots of conversations. So you can see that Karen never had the women coming at the same time. Okay. While she did have Candace, she did tell Candace a certain time that wasn't the time Monique, that she gave Monique. Mm -hmm. So I never thought Karen was trying to set them up, but I was like, cool, let's try to get past this. It's clear that Karen didn't. They were all doing this holiday party. That was the centerpiece of this episode. Robin mm-hmm. and Juan do, I guess, some holiday party every year. So that's what this was. So they get to the holiday party. Um, Karen texts Robin saying, I don't know if I'm able to make it. My flight is having some issues. I'm going to try my best. The women Im- immediately think Karen is lying and just wants to avoid them being her being questioned. And I'm like, y'all... 
y'all to me I felt like y'all think Karen be thinking about y'all like that that was my first thought I'm <laughs> right. like she's not even thinking about it like that mm-hmm. and then later on like, I was watching the episode Karen posted on Twitter like an old Instagram story of that night mm-hmm. of that day where her and her like colleague were literally she's like we're stuck at the airport da 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 and she was like mm-hmm. and I was lying <laughs> so so we go to we're at the party first the first thing I want to talk about is you know Candace. I guess has, I don't know if she wants it to be a singing career, mm-hmm. but she has her song, and they did this Go-Go remix. The Go-Go remix certainly sounds better than the first one. <laughs> I don't think she, here's the thing, she doesn't, okay, let me see. <laughs> she can sing, she has singing ability, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like anything crazy. Okay. And so... I just don't understand why she was asked to sing. They were having tech issues. And we all know that, honestly, I don't really care for Candace. So, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense why I don't support her singing career. Anyway, let's get to the real bit of this episode. Michael, Ashley's husband, was on some stuff this episode. Lord. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, he secured his wife's contract by his behavior for next season. Mm. So, first we'll start with this. This is the episode where Juan proposed to Robin. So, at this point, some of the ladies have known that it's happening. Um, and Michael is like, are you sure about that, Giselle? Because Juan, you know, me and Juan have a close relationship. And he's just, you know, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And Giselle was like, yeah, you've said that before. What is that close relationship? And she's like, I don't know about that. Because, like, mm-hmm. I helped Juan pick out the ring. And I know he's doing it tonight. Mm-hmm. So, fast forward to him actually proposing. I feel like Michael was literally upset. I feel like Michael has a crush on Juan because he seemed like like he didn't want him to propose to Robin. Mm-hmm. And then when he proposed, he was like, did she say yes? She Did she say yes? Like, of course she was going to say yes. Mm-hmm. It felt like he was mad his man was being taken. <laughs> I Seriously, I was watching it like, why are you so... Like, in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think Michael has, like, a little crush on Juan. Mm. His love for Juan is weird. Mm. Anyway, Michael starts drinking, and to the point where Ashley is kind of on him a little bit. Like, we're just drinking this, right? You're just going to have a shot, one shot. And for one, I want to say... I would never want to be in a relationship where I have, where I feel like I have to do that. Because right. my spouse gets out of control with alcohol. Then when I see him having one too many drinks, now I'm concerned. Now I can't yeah, no. enjoy the party Nobody or enjoy doing what I want to do because I'm concerned my dude is going to drink too much. So that is one I'm like, you already have a child, Ashley. Why would you even want to be in this <laughs> sort of situation? Right. So he's drinking with the men, toasting warm. <laughs> Karen comes in. Um, and she's like, I told you I was going to try to make it. So they're all sitting down and they talk about, you know, the whole Karen setup, Mm -hmm. supposedly. Mm -hmm. Giselle has a lot to say. She wasn't even there. Not surprising. The women to me are just like doing the most. And Candace gets crying and gets loud. And I feel like Karen was just like, I ain't going to do this now. Mm. I feel like Karen has to let. Candace has to let this go. I've said this several times now. You're wanting Karen to not be friends with Monique and to be on your side. And she is wanting and will continue to be friends with you both. And Mm -hmm. if that means you have to remove yourself from the equation, then remove yourself from the equation. You keep approaching her and asking her and keep like trying to ramming her. She has told you several times and has shown you she is not going to stop being friends with Monique. Right. So if this is an issue for you, let it go. Mm-hmm. Have your tears, have your moment, but stop expecting her to change her mindset. It's mm-hmm. been weeks at this point. She's not going to. Mm-hmm. Now, with all this being said, Michael has been drinking a lot. <laughs> he goes up to Chris, which is Kansas' husband, mm-hmm. taps Chris. It was white on white crime, y'all. Uh-huh. 
it was white on white crime, taps him and is like, you know what? You need to control your wife. You need to, you need to get her together. He's clearly drunk. Mm-hmm. He just needs to stop. Chris is like, excuse you, and immediately like pushes him, like you need to get the f out of my face. Mm-hmm. Michael turns into a Karen. Karen, did you see that? You see, he put his hands on me. Oh my! You're God. going to jail. You're going to jail. What? What this? I, girl, I was like, what the heck? And then Ashley comes up, is like, what? And he's like, you know. Chris, he touched me, he hit me. So that just gets Ashley going because we know Ashley has beef with Candace. Right. So he's like, oh, so your man does it too. Hype people up and get aggressive. So then, uh, so then Candace starts yelling. And so everybody's yelling and fussing. Michael is pulling a white woman. He's like, security, Mm. I want him removed. Like, just, just over the top ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. And so... They Chris ends up walking out. He's out front with Candace. Karen comes out and is like, okay, this is getting crazy. She leaves. I think Chris and Candace end up leaving. Michael is still, to me, in hysterics to the point where Ashley is like, calm down, cut it out. He's now fussing and cussing at production. So you can kind of see, like, the back. You can see kind of, like, behind the scenes mm-hmm. of the producers trying to like, and so the producers trying to take his mic off. They're trying to calm him down. He's like, "It's disgusting! Oh, you're touching me!" Oh, oh! And Ashley is like yelling at him, like, "Calm the f down!" She's grabbing onto him, like, "Stop!" Oh he kind of like jerks her. I was like, "Don't do that!" He was out of control. It was extremely embarrassing, and for him to be that old, I mean, this man is like in his sixties, I believe. Mm. And we've seen time and time again what alcohol does. It's to the point where, like, if I was with her, I'm like, you have to stop drinking. Yeah. Because if every time I'm out, whether we're together or not, and I'm worried about what you're consuming, Mm -hmm. and if you had a certain amount of alcohol that's resulting in you and acting like a damn fool, (laughs) that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So, um, one thing I just want to, I missed, when Juan was proposing to Robin, it was a nice moment. They've certainly been through a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. They can figure it out. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Wendy and Candace, and this made me think of you. This is a public proposal now. <laughs> we're screaming and jumping to the point where See. they were like interacting with the couple mid-proposal. See. To the point where Giselle walked him and said, back up. He didn't even finish. Oh my God. And I was like, this is why Sydney don't want exactly. no live proposal. Because they literally, to me, ruined the moment. To the point where I was like tweeting about it. I was like, it's okay to be excited, but y'all literally like in the middle of him proposing. Yes. And y'all all in the mix. Uh, Back up. Yeah. And it made me chuckle because it thought of you. I'm like, and this is why Sydney don't want that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, the end of the episode... Where we think it's over, because they'll do those, like, little summaries. Mm-hmm. Like, Monique did this, Kansas did this. So, they did this little thing. They did those summaries, and then it cut to the screen of Monique and Candace and, like, their confessional. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, the court systems of Montgomery County said that this was a mutual fight. It was not mm-hmm. an attack. They dismissed the case, period. Mm-hmm. Candace said that Monique's lawyers were full of crap. And because of the attention and the press, the courts didn't want to have anything to do with it, so they dismissed it. Mm. I'm going to say Monique's lawyer isn't BS because Monique's Monique's lawyer got the mess dropped. So Monique had good lawyers. I don't believe the court system cared that they were celebrities. And I use that very loosely because they're not these top public figures. And I feel like Candace, instead of acknowledging that the court just felt like it was a mutually consented fight. Mm-hmm. She's blaming the press and Monique's lawyer making it seem like they're not that big. <laughs> making it seem like, you know, she got played in the situation. I'm like, yeah. nah, I think they probably watched the footage mm-hmm. and was like, nope, that was just a fight. Yeah. Which frankly, that's how I viewed it. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people just viewed it as a fight. Was it right? No. Right. But I think a lot of people viewed it as a fight. Mm-hmm. And not even a fight fight. More of a scuffle. Because they wasn't like dropping balls on each other. <laughs> right. But So the reunion is coming up. It definitely looks explosive. It looks like there's going to be a lot. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. And I'm thinking there will probably be a minimum three parts. Moving on to Salt Lake City. Um, Really quickly. 
So we end Salt Lake City. We end up at the kind of the ending of that luncheon mm-hmm. that Mary got with the girls. And so it's 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 interesting. <laughs> Jen is kind of explaining her explosiveness and what it comes from. Mm -hmm. And she talks about her childhood. And here's the thing. We all have our trauma. We all have our experiences. But I do believe at a certain age, I don't think it's appropriate to keep blaming that type of stuff. You have to start to take responsibility responsibility and grow and be better. And you're choosing not to be better. And at a certain point, people may not want to, people may not care as much. Like, yes, that's your background. Mm -hmm. But you're a woman, I believe in her 40s. One will hope you have grown and start to deal with that trauma instead of um, reacting to people in this strong way. Right. So Jen and Mary get into it again. Jen talks about how, like, at one point Mary said they were in front of a 7-Eleven. There were black people standing out there. And Mary, who's a black woman, was like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go in that 7-Eleven. And Jen was setting it up, like, because there were black people in front of it Mm -hmm. and she was saying that mary was racist and all this other stuff and do i think mary is racist we're going to change the phrase do i believe she has some anti-blackness in her a little bit of elitist black elitist attitude Mm -hmm. i do Mm -hmm. i do see that um i don't understand the relevance to the conversation Mm -hmm. but i think jen at that moment wants to it's an issue and we can talk about it, but I felt like Jim bringing it up is just trying to paint Mary in a space to get the other girls to see her in that way. And them girls just ain't seeing her that way. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like if you don't like Mary, don't like her. At the end of the day, y'all know y'all co-workers. So just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Then Mary felt like Heather was being two-faced because... Heather was being like su- trying to be supportive of Jen and Mary and keep them together to try mm-hmm. to fix it. And mm-hmm. what I'm seeing now is Mary and Jen to me are very similar. They do the same types of thing. The digs, talking about each other back. And a lot of times when you beef with people, even though you don't want to admit it, sometimes you beef with the people you're just alike. Right. And I just think that's what it <clears throat> is for them too, personally. <clears throat> um, second, I talk about Meredith and her marriage. So, we know they're separated. Her husband's back in town. They're talking. He's kind of talking to her like, I want you to move to Ohio where I'm at. She's like, I don't want to. She's like, I've moved for you several times. Mm -hmm. I'm settled. My business is here. My life is here. I'm tired of moving. I felt Meredith because I just kind of felt like that's reasonable. And at a certain point, why does she have to get up and move every two to three years because of your professional aspirations? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you willing to compromise a bit? Um, by the end of the episode, it got to the point where she just was like, you know what, I'm feeling like I just need more space. Mm-hmm. He was like packing up his bag to leave. So I don't know if they'll fix the marriage, but I definitely feel like if they can't figure out their main hub of where to live, then I don't see it working out. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Okay. And that's all I have. And then for Atlanta, the first episode of Housewives of Atlanta came on. I feel like it was just catching up with the women, catching up with the women and in COVID. Mm-hmm. So, um, we know Portia Williams has been protesting a lot. She's been speaking. She's been, it showed that side of her, which I thought was nice. Um, Kenya is going through what's, what appears to be the end of her relationship. Mm-hmm. She talks about how, you know, you know, they were trying to make it work, but it's just not... His behavior towards her does seem mean, does seem cruel. I mean, we talked about it last season. He look, he seems like he don't like her. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I wonder how they got here. I wonder how he was when they were dating. But we know they weren't dating that long before they got married. So, right. anyway, they're going through that. Cynthia's planning her wedding. Something that Cynthia was doing when she was talking to him. Now, here's the thing. I don't agree with the fact that they had that 250-person wedding mm-hmm. in a pandemic. And one something her fiancé was saying, he was like... Why can't you and I just get married? And this is the point where they're still planning. He's like, it doesn't have to be this big affair. It could just be us. We still want to keep the wedding date. Let's get married. And she, to me, she's going into it. In that in, in that moment, it seemed like, are you wanting to get married or you want to have a wedding? Because she was very adamant on, this is my wedding. Mm-hmm. This is what she I want. She wanted a wedding. 
And I feel like a lot of couples had disappointments this year. Yeah. And I've known couples who kept their wedding date and got wedding and got wedding, got married yeah. and then planned to have a wedding Later. when it's safer or whatever. So yeah. ultimately we know they got married, mm-hmm. but it seems like with the preview of the seasons, there's some up and downs of how they plan for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, the new cast member, Drew Sidora, was not on the, the first episode and neither is some of the friends who will heavily be in the show mm-hmm. I think it was just kind of getting caught up with the core um, and Marlo she's not a peach holder but she might as well be at yeah. this point so it was pretty light I'm not expecting that much from this season period um, in the sense of the drama mm-hmm. they'll have drama but I don't think it will be uh, what we're used to seeing in past seasons. Mm-hmm. It'll be a little bit more lighter, a little bit on their families and their individual stories, which isn't a bad thing either. Yeah. That's all I have for Bravo Moment. I know that was long, y'all, but it's like we got three shows on at the same time, mm-hmm. and I got to talk about them. <laughs> okay, um, so we had a question of the week. Um, what is your favorite holiday movie and or song? Um, Des Goss said Mistletoe Jam by Luther Vandross and Ryan M. Stowe said Holiday Heart. <laughs> you know, I don't even think a Holiday Heart is a holiday movie. It's not! <laughs> I don't think that's a holiday Cause I'm film. like, uh, I never thought of that as a holiday. Just because Christmas was in the movie. Right. I feel like doesn't make it but people think next Friday oh, yeah. is a Christmas when movie I yeah. and I don't think it is so yeah so what's yours um i love home alone Mm -hmm. i love that series that like well i ain't gonna call it trilogy but Mm. while i'm not i'm not against the third one Mm -hmm. but it's really a a twosome that warmed (laughs) my heart um so yeah i love that Mm -hmm. i know you love the third third is my favorite um (laughs) that's not i won't go there (laughs) I'm gonna pick this Christmas. I think that's my favorite Christmas movie that I can think of. I do love Elf as well. Oh, that's a cute movie. Yeah, I yeah. love Elf is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think those two are my favorites um, for the holiday season. Like, I don't go through a holiday season without watching um, those two. Yeah, I tried to watch Santa Claus today, mm-hmm. which I love that movie too. Oh yeah, that's another good. I movie. saw about ten minutes of it, and that movie watched me. <laughs> I woke up when the credits was on. I still gotta watch uh, Jingle Jangle that everybody was talking about on Netflix. I might watch it this week. I did watch that on Friday. My mother mm-hmm. came over and we had a little movie night. Such a cute film. Mm-hmm. So I love the skin colors. Mm-hmm. I love the natural hair. Those, those small things that we didn't get, frankly, yeah. as kids, yeah. that the black and brown babies are getting now, mm-hmm. I think is lovely. Yeah. Um, I thought it was such a cute movie, good music, love the costumes. It was good. I so, really yeah, I enjoyed I might watch it. That this week. So, on to our topic today. Um, we are going to be talking about guilty pleasures and or like habits that we have that are not necessarily good habits, but we're not trying to get rid of them either. Like, I think everyone always has the thought of like, get rid of bad habits, but sometimes people just fine with having what is considered a bad habit. Like some people are fine being like smokers or things like that. Mm -hmm. Like they are completely comfortable with having that bad habit. So what's a bad habit you have or guilty pleasure you have that like, you're not trying to get rid of it. You're a perfectly comfortable having this as a pleasure in your life i really don't know really no um i think i got some so like one of mine is like popping pimples i know it's probably yeah, bad, that's disgusting. but i love popping p- my pimples other people's pimples that's just one of my if things y'all can see my face right now i love dr pimple popper no i'm so glad it's coming back because it's been gone because of covid and they just they had a season, but it was just doing, like, consultations virtually. And it's like, I don't need to see that. I want to see the pops. Ugh. So, <laughs> that's definitely, like, one of my guilty pleasures that I ain't trying to get rid of, really. I'm I'm cool with that being one of my guilty pleasures. Um, I mean, my dad be having me pull out his ingrown hairs and his beard. So, you know, even if I wanted to get rid of <laughs> this guilty pleasure... Uh, as long as I'm living with my parents, I ain't really allowed to, because, uh, my dad will come in real quick and be like, this one really bothering me. 
and I'll get his ingrown hair out of his beard. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't have, I don't feel like I have habits like that. Cute, um, honest. None? No, I don't, like. Like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a junior wino. I know I drink too much wine when I do drink the wine. But I don't feel like you drink wine that often. It's not often, but so when I do. So wino? Because the only reason it's not often is because I live with my parents. If I didn't live with my parents, it would be definitely more often. Oh. But so when I do drink, I, I know I overindulge, not to the point of getting drunk, but I know I you, regularly you overindulge. Like, I'm filling my glass up to the top, you know. Well, who does? Who doesn't? That's a guilty <laughs> pleasure. I guess my def- my definition. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I feel like some of the trash television I watch is like a guilty pleasure. Oh, it's yeah, not. That it's one. not like yeah. mentally stimulating. I'm not learning anything new. Mm-hmm. It's like watching failed relationships and like. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I always say some of my trash television is a guilty pleasure because mm-hmm. like I probably could be more productive. I with think my that's time. what made me get away from because i mean i used to watch real housewives of atlanta years ago i used to watch love and hip-hop i, I recently came back to i it can't a little do bit. love and hip-hop anymore. but i think that's what made me stop watching all of them because i was like this is bad like why am i watching this so and that's then, when yeah I so i feel like maybe my trash television because like i do like the bravo y'all know i love my housewives hello we have a moment about it <laughs> i love 90 day fiance mm-hmm. i love those shows that a lot of people think are like trash and has no value, no substance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bring it on, baby. I like mm-hmm. to watch it. So I say that could be a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't be popping zits or want to touch people's zits <laughs> or popping, pulling out ingrown hairs. I'd rather not. Um, I ha- I'm sorry. You won't have no example. So, oh, yeah, I have more of mine. Okay, well, let's get some more of yours. <laughs> so, another bad habit I don't be wearing my seatbelt every time I drive. Oh, yeah, I you know. know, I don't like that. I know, I know. And, like, when you know, pre COVID, when certain people would ride with me, they would be like, um, and so I would put it on, like me for the record. Yeah, y'all. but I'm so bad at wearing a seatbelt. I don't understand why it's not you comfortable. Don't. But it's for your safety, I understand. and you could literally die, but I you still understand. feel fine not wearing one. I do. That is the dumbest shit. I in probably the world. wear it about fifty percent of the time. Like some days, it'd be like, oh, get in do the you car, think this changes when you have kids? Maybe I don't know. We'll Are you see. gonna make them wear a seatbelt? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I would make them wear a seatbelt. I don't know why you look at me like that. You don't wear one, so I don't think it's crazy for me to say you gonna make your kids wear one. Yeah, I don't know why that sounds crazy to me to not because you don't wear one. So, but I always wore one as a child. Right, and so when mommy, so when kids go, mommy, why don't you never wear a seatbelt? You make me wear a seatbelt. You still put it on because that's what I did with my dad. He never wore one, and I still put mine on because I'm a child, and you do what you're told. <laughs> well. Uh, and but I'm saying, that's how you were raised. But is that mm-hmm. how you raising your kids? If your kids act, you're gonna say, "Well, I can do what I want," and you better put the seatbelt on. I don't know. That's a very minor detail that I haven't thought about with kids. <laughs> like I just, I haven't thought about how that will play out. No, okay. I haven't. But I only wear it like fifty percent of the time. Some days it's like a part of my routine, and then some days I don't even think about it. Well, Until I'm like, where I gotta go. Yeah, I hope the Lord continue to cover you, because that is, to me, the dumbest shit in the world. Moving on. <laughs> Do you have any other bad habits? No, I wear my seatbelt. Girl, okay, outside of that one. Like, damn. I'm sorry. As y'all can see, it really bothers me, because she don't have no good reason not to wear it. It's just like... Like, there's, to me, there's no valid reason. Your father should wear it, too. Like, he can't tell me no valid reason either. Like, it's just dumb. I didn't say there was a valid reason. I know, but it just, I I told y'all I'm one of the people who get bothered by it. And I don't know. I'm mad just talking about it. I am sorry. Not really, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Do you think getting high is a guilty pleasure? Why you... I don't know. I don't really consider that 
a guilty pleasure. Because, you know, for people that get high, like, technically, if they don't have a medical license, it's illegal. Technically. Depending you know. on where you are. Right. Like, we're being very technical depending on where you at, depending on if you got a medical license or not, all those things. But for the people that get high, regardless of those things, do you think that that would be considered a guilty pleasure? I don't think people consider that a guilty pleasure. I think I do. I don't consider it a guilty pleasure. Have I been high before, guys? Yes. <laughs> Do I consider it a guilty pleasure? No. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I, just high. I, I consider it a guilty pleasure. Only because, like, technically, is it illegal? Yes. Technically, am I it taking depends. drugs? Yes. It depends on what I'm talking about me. Because sometimes... I'm making it personal. I'm talking about me. I know. But sometimes <laughs> where you've been, it has been illegal. <laughs> okay. That's, that's all I'm saying. Everything else, I can't say nothing. <laughs> but sometimes, it has been legal. Okay. <laughs> But I think for me, it, I would consider it a guilty pleasure because technically it's not legal and technically it is a drug. So, so I think Advil. I would. I don't be taking Advil like that. I'm not big into taking anything. I'm not big into taking medicines unless I'm like I was a month or so ago and I couldn't walk. Then it's like, give me a pill. Up until that point, I'm not really big on taking pills. I guess that's why I'm like, what is considered a guilty pleasure? Because that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't, I guess I feel like my behavior ain't, like, I just do it. It ain't Because you know you don't feel guilty. <laughs> that ain't a guilty pleasure. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't have guilty pleasures because I don't feel guilty. I do what I do and I do it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. How, how about this? When I first... Lost my virginity and had sex. That felt guilty. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. was a guilt in hell, even now. So, there you go. <laughs> you still feel guilty about it? At, well, look, this is me as I'm raised. First of all, I haven't had sex in about 30,000 years. So, I'm totally a virgin. Totally. <laughs> but, look, I'm raised a Christian. That's a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it raises you wait towards where you wait for marriage. Mm-hmm. I am not married. So right. there have been moments where I still feel like, dang, I ain't married. <laughs> there has. So okay. if that's if that's considered a guilty pleasure slash sin, mm-hmm. um, then there's one. So there you go. I got two. So I'll read the definition of a guilty pleasure. Um, a guilty pleasure is an activity or piece of media that someone enjoys but would be embarrassed by if other people found out about it. Yeah, I ain't embarrassed. Or The second definition is um, something such as a film, a television program, or a piece of music that one enjoys despite understanding that it is not generally held in high regard or it is seen as unusual or weird. I guess I just don't feel embarrassment about it. So, like, I like my trash TV. Like, if other people are like, oh, how do you watch that? I like it. I don't feel (laughs) no type. I guess that's my thing. I don't be... I don't feel no type of way about it. Mm-hmm. So if someone were to ask you what your vices were, would you say you had a vice? Food? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably food. Because, like, I believe I have an addictive personality. It's easy for me to get addicted to things. I wouldn't like, say I've that had for addictions me. to gum. I've had addictions to Chick-fil-A mints. I mean, you and I do feel like um, another friend of ours, maybe it's the Pisces and y'all, I feel like when y'all get into something, it gets mm, intense. Heavy into And then it changes. I wake up and play phase 10. And then, like, it, then it changes. I'm heavy into phase 10 right Then now. it changes one day mm-hmm. and you moved on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I, do you see that in me? I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't see it. It could be there. No, I don't think I do. That's what I'm saying. I don't feel like I have an addictive personality. I don't feel like. Yeah. But I, I see addictive personalities in Geminis and all oh, of course. I was just thinking of one particular friend that I was like, I feel like y'all similar with that. Yeah, but like I don't really, I don't have an addict. I don't get like, and you think about what's my vice outside of food, which is not as much of a vice anymore. I'm actively working on that because that's not a healthy vice. I can't say I have one. I don't know. Is this now? I feel weird that I don't. Are you weird if you don't have? A vice, probably not. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's weird to not have a vice. Because now I feel like, but I think a lot of people have like a vice that they go to as an escape. Yeah, food was probably it. (laughs) 
Okay. And I don't, it's not anymore. So would you consider that a guilty pleasure then? What's the difference between a vice and a guilty pleasure? Well, that's, why terms? Brought, that's why I brought words, up vices. All these words. Stop it. All these words. What does this mean? So you consider food a vice. We'll leave that. I'll there. say I feel like if you ask me what has been a vice for me, probably food. Mm-hmm. A, a, you know, I was an emotional eater. Right. So I guess food is, is if that goes into the guilty pleasure crowd, okay. Girl, I don't know what these terms mean. I just don't. Okay. I don't know the difference between vice, I don't know, man. I think for certain things, they can be used interchangeably, but okay. I think it just, it depends on the situation. Okay. Um, like, for me, a vice may be wine, and it's also a guilty pleasure. Um, but I don't think my vice is popping pimples. I just think that's a guilty pleasure. Because I don't go to pop pimples as an escape. I think that's the difference for me. Okay. And other people might define it differently. Gotcha. But I don't go there as an escape. Um, I just enjoy it. And I know people think it's nasty. It is. Yeah. Or like when I was younger, because I was such a tomboy, so I always had a scar. I'm definitely a peeler. Like peeling the scabs. Definitely me. Girl. <laughs> I'm, that is totally me. Um, all day, I I would peel the scab. Um, yeah. So, I would consider that also a guilty pleasure. Um, I just, I don't know if I still would have that pleasure at this juncture. I don't get scars all the time, so I have no way of knowing. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe as we grow older, you'll have more vices. I don't know. I don't want them, though, because if vices are this space... I don't necessarily think it's bad to have a vice, though. I don't view I I don't I don't view that as a positive thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't want a vice. But you view it as like a weakness. I don't think it's a weakness, but mm-hmm. if you're, I. I feel like this whole thing of like using something or doing something, as an escape. What are mm-hmm. you escaping from? So it seems like you're avoiding. Mm-hmm. For me, it feels like you're avoiding, which I feel like. Whether it's a feeling, you're avoiding, avoiding a decision or action. I don't think that's good in the long run. So that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't, if I don't have a vice, I'm not looking to get one either. Okay, gotcha. I, I guess we just think of escape differently. Because I think sometimes it's good to have an escape to get away and then to come back to it later. To me, that does not mean that you're avoiding it. It means that you may need a moment of space to make sure that you're making the right decision about whatever it is or that you're taking the right action, whatever. I don't think that's avoidance. But some people may define that as avoidance. I just think when we talk about vice or guilty pleasures, to me it has a negative connotation to Mm -hmm. it. Guilt, I mean, so Mm -hmm. both terms to me have a negative connotation to it. (laughs) Then drop the guilt and just say, this is what I like to do, what's up? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying, like, what's the guilt? The guilt is that other people may judge you. That's the only guilt. So why do you care about what other people think about the fact that you like popping pimples? Pop on, and who cares if people think it's gross? That's how I feel, yes. So I'm saying, then I guess I just challenged the whole phrase. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, like, for example, I remember I was talking to this guy on Tinder, and he was like, I was telling him what I was watching, and he did, oh, you watch that? You just spend your time, da, da, da. And I literally was like, yep, this is how I spend my time. <laughs> and I was like, if you're looking for someone who watches documentaries all the time, or is, I was like, um, <laughs> or if you're looking for someone who watches what you consider intelligent TV, and I asked him, and he ended up listening to, like, three cartoons, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I didn't feel no type of way. So I guess my whole thought is, is like, Yes, people have opinions, and of course, for certain things, we all care what people think, mm-hmm. but I guess when I think of something as a guilty pleasure, in my mind, it's like you judging you, not you um, feeling guilty because other people may put something on you. A yeah. guilty pleasure to me is like, you know it's wrong, but you love it, not other people think it. There we go. Yeah, Ooh, I, think it could, I think of it as both. I don't think of it as what other people think. Who cares what other people think? What you like to do? Who cares? Mm-hmm. I think a guilty pleasure to me 
is when you know for your own miracle and your own space mm-hmm. that it ain't right or you shouldn't and you mm-hmm. do it anyway. Not that other people could think it. Because, like, who the hell, who cares what other people are doing? Mm-hmm. You ain't popping their pimples. <clears throat> I'm using that as an example. Yeah, no, no, no. I get so it. I think that's what. Okay, now I got, now I know how I defined it. Yeah. I feel like it's if you think it's wrong. Mm-hmm. If you don't think it's wrong, if you don't think there's anything off about it, then I don't consider that a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something that something in you be, be like, I shouldn't do this, but I enjoy it, then I feel like that's a guilty pleasure. Gotcha. You taking in other people's opinion, I guess my thought is, why are you doing that? Well. And not saying that. And not to say that I haven't done that. It's yeah. to say of like, that's not what any of us should be doing. Is looking at other people's opinions? No, stuff like that that doesn't involve them. You popping pimples, you, me, uh, uh, watching my trash television. Mm-hmm. That don't impact nobody. Mm-hmm. And then for whoever pimples you popping, they cool with it. <laughs> and... Well, actually, no. Some of the people's pimples are popped. They're not necessarily cool. Okay. Don't touch them then. Because <laughs> is important in that area as well. And then for me, there are tons of people who love my chest television right along with me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just dandy. I think for me, I'm always willing to hear someone's opinion as to why they think something I do is bad. Not necessarily that I'm a take in what they have to say, but I'm always willing to listen to be like, ah, oh, okay, never thought about it that way. That's I, cool. I'm going to go back to what I was doing. I can't say I'm always willing. Because, mm-hmm. like, depending on what it is, it's like, I ain't asked you. So, I really <laughs> could care less. Mm-hmm. If I seek someone's opinion well, yeah, yeah, yeah. on a certain behavior, it's probably something that's more... Something with more depth. Mm-hmm. Something with more importance. Mm-hmm. I'll never be like, what do you think we watching Housewives? Who cares? Like, what? Are you crazy? <laughs> Who cares? Gotcha. Why do you care? Go another room. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Okay. Well, if y'all have any guilty pleasures or vices, please let us know. I'd be more than happy to hear what y'all have and things that like y'all think others might think are wrong, but y'all are more than happy with continuing to do um, or not do. And you feel like, oh, maybe I should actually listen to people now. Anyways, let us know. We have giveaways every week, y'all. Make sure y'all participate. We just gave one item away, but we will still continue to have them throughout the rest of the year every week. So pay attention. We have other content dropping. We um, launched our YouTube this past week, so y'all can go check that out as well. So just keep up with us on all of our social platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.